the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. We got a special guest, one of my favorites, if not my favorite, my guy Raheem Palmer of the Action Network. Doing it, been a sharp for a while, professional sports better. Great to be with you again, my man. Life is good, man. Great to be with you as well, man. Let's, I mean, got the NBA Finals coming up soon, so I'm excited. I'm very excited. I kind of want to start with what's prevalent today which is game five of the Warriors and Mavs but I do want to step back and talk a little bit about your process when we get this deep into the NBA playoffs and how you bet Um, but let's start with this series that I don't want to say Dallas gained a little momentum back but my goodness they looked unbelievable at home and just did what they did in the Sun series so well which is hit the long ball 20 for 43 from beyond the arc and to come off 13 of 45 from three-point land in game three and just kind of, you know, men in black it, forget it happened, come back and ball. Do you have any confidence in this Dallas team going into tonight's game five? I'm going to be honest. Look, I picked the Dallas Mavericks to win this series. I was out on the island. I picked them to beat the Phoenix Suns, and that worked out well for me. But this series hasn't really worked out well for me. So, um when I look at the Mavericks in this series, I thought that they would struggle initially. So I had the, the Warriors in game one. They were coming off of game seven. Typically teams who play in a game seven, they tend to struggle in the opening game. Like, I mean, you fade those teams, you're hitting 61% of the time. Game two was what I thought I was going to see through the Mavericks throughout this series, but they just collapsed in the second half. And Game three, I just think the Mavericks played their worst game of the series. But I think what the, the thing we're seeing throughout this series is that the Golden State Warriors are getting anything they want offensively. Like when you look at the first three games of the series, they were shooting 60% from two. So while the Mavericks were able to run the Jazz and the Suns off the three-point line, doing that with the Warriors with all their back cuts 
and all the movement and all the motion offense, it didn't work out well for them because they they were just dominating in the paint. And when they weren't scoring, they were dominating on offensive glass. So they were getting a ton of offensive rebounds and second chance points. When I looked at that game four, to me, it felt like the Warriors didn't care. Like you saw them playing. They were playing lineups that they never played before. So in the first half, they had Kaminga and Moody playing in the first half. It was almost like they wanted the owners wanted to get that game five gate <laughs> and, and make a little money. And it's like, granted, you saw down the stretch that lineup with Kaminga, Moody, um, Poole. They almost made it a game at the end. So I just think the, the, the Mavericks are in a tough spot. I mean, look, the refs, the recipe for the Mavericks is that they got to hit 23s. They got to hit 23s, and they got to hope the Warriors turn the ball over 18 times. And well, that's they, a- they have done that in two or four games, though. Like, so, do you, so let's talk against the spread here, seven and a half. Do you think that's properly priced? Do you think that's a, a stay away for you, or are you – considering nibbling on that well i'm seeing six and a half in the market now so the market's oh, moving yeah so it, it seems like the market agrees with you because i mean look this it's not open what did it open six and a half got pushed up to seven seven and a half right move back i'm leaning towards the warriors i'm gonna be honest with you i i, <laughs> I just think they're shooting too well from two-point range in this series and then when they get a three-point shooting when they get the three-point shooting going, it's just too much for the Mavericks to overcome. And then the Warriors have not lost a game at home this entire postseason. So I'm going to go with the Warriors. <laughs> do, do, are you going to swallow the six and a half? Are you going to do maybe like a double result? What, no, what I'm, I'm, a swa- I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay the six and a half. I, okay. I think this is like when, the one thing we're seeing throughout these, this postseason is that games, all these games are blowouts. So you right. pick, if you pick the winner – you could pretty much just lay whatever. Now, <laughs> that Boston series, that line is up to nine. I don't know about laying that many points, but it's like six and a half. I mean, look, I mean, all of these games are like, I think the last 15 or 16, 17 games have been blowouts. So you pick the winner, you're going to get the spread too. When we're looking at that Celtics Heat series, it was it was a tightly contested first half. It was an ugly first half for underbetters. They were loving life, but obviously this Celtics team came out 32, 16 third quarter. And that was it. It seems like one quarter in this series makes the difference in the winner in most of these games thus far through, through five. Do you feel like the heat are done? I do. And I think the big part of it is they don't have enough offensively. And I felt like they didn't have enough offensively when they were healthy. I mean, when you look at this team is basically Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Bam Adebayo. That's their big three. And I love Jimmy Butler, but and he has been playing like one of the best players in the league in the postseason. I still don't take him as like one of those top tier guys. Like, and Tyler Hero, I mean, he's been banged up. He's missed the last two games. And then you have Kyle Lowry, who's hurt. Like Kyle Lowry was a guy who could help push the pace and, you know, get this guy in transition, get everybody open shots. I just I just think it's tough for them to to be able to score. Like, look, you're you're basically looking at a rock fight. Right. But one side has two wing creators and Jason Tatum and 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 Jalen Brown. And the other side just has guys who are just all banged up. So I do think the Heat are done. 
that line has gone to nine now. So I don't think there's much value on the Celtics, but I, I think you, you kind of got to play the under. I don't know if you're a fan of parlays, but is this a perfect time to go a little Celtics Warriors two team money line parlay here before tip off tonight? I'm not mad at that. That's actually a good parlay. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm, I'm thinking of firing on that. I think that's the move. When we're looking at futures, and I know you're phenomenal, Adam, right now on our local shop, FanDuel, you can take the Warriors to win it at minus 150, or you can take an exact result of the Warriors over the Celtics at minus 110. Assuming that this Heat team is a wrap, you want to go Warriors over Celtics at minus 110, but do you think getting into that series and your thoughts – that there could be some value on the Celtics. What's your takeaway on Warriors versus Boston? I love the Celtics. Wow. I absolutely love the Celtics. And it's so crazy. I went to game five of Grizzlies versus Warriors. So I'm in the lounge. I'm eating. I'm eating. Like, I have a ticket broker who's like, I mean, this guy's, he's the man, basically. So when I got there, he introduced me to James Goldstein. You know James Goldstein. My guy, let's go. I'm sitting there eating dinner with him and James Goldstein. And the Warriors ownership group walks up, um, Joe Laker, a um, couple of other guys, and they talk to James Goldstein. And I like I end up speaking to him. I'm like, look, are y'all scaring anybody? And they were like, look, we're not scared of anybody. I was like, look, y'all need to be afraid of the Celtics. <laughs> you and, said that. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason why they need to be afraid of the Celtics is because the, the Celtics, they have all these wings which can switch on the pick and roll and make it difficult for, they have the length. I mean, you got Jason Tatum, you got um, Jalen Brown, you got Marcus Smart, you got <clears throat> Al Horford. All of these guys can make it difficult defensively on the Warriors. So, and look, we saw the last time they played. The last time they played, Steph Curry got injured in that game. Marcus Smart died for the ball. Now, I think the Warriors have the flash of the offense and they're a great defensive team as well. But I just think the Celtics can slow down that offense. I think it's a dogfight. And I just – I love the Celtics in this series. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's not going to be easy because the Warriors are the Warriors. But I'm going to be taking – like, honestly, I'm going to be taking the Celtics in this series. Wow. You're on the Celtics. See, I love the Warriors. I think from a health standpoint, aren't we a little concerned with – Boston being banged up. I mean, Smart's clearly not 100%. Horford's, you know, always on the, the injury report. I know he had COVID. It's so a little different situation. But are you concerned at all with the longevity here as the series is probably going six or seven, I would imagine? And then home court. Is there an element where home court comes into a factor? That is a, the injuries are a concern because it's pretty clear that the Celtics are banged up. But if they close this thing out tomorrow, like we think that, I mean, like the market thinks thinks they will, they're going to have a week off. The NBA Finals doesn't start until next Thursday. Um, and then obviously maybe if the Warriors close, if both teams close it out, you know, I mean, both teams are going to have a week off pretty much. So I think that's going to help with some of it. But it's like, to me, I look at this Warriors team, they're still a team that's careless with the ball. They turn the ball over a ton. And the Celtics are a team that forces a lot of turnovers. So I think they just have a lot of length and they have the defense to be able to slow down this Warriors team. So I'm going with the Celtics as an underdog. My model actually makes the Celtics favorite for the series. Speaking of your model, is there any value left on the board here? Uh, the series are wrapped in the WCF and ECF. Is there anything out there for our viewers that 
is worth a fire that you're getting plus money on? Um, as far as like futures or for this series, could be futures, could be. I mean, we go player prop with it, an MVP you like, maybe an exact series outcome, maybe a, a series spread. Anything you're flirting with at all? Uh, this this is really really tough. Um, let me see. What do we have here? We have. Damn, this. <laughs> I mean, the C's are only plus one thirty. It's wild. That that's that's not really value. Oh, what? oh yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, the the thing is, they're gonna like Jeff Sherman from um, who was it? The Westgate. He actually put out a, a initial Warriors versus Celtics line. He actually has it at Warriors minus one thirty, Celtics plus one ten. So the plus one thirty is basically assuming that they're going to win tonight. But I try not to jump on stuff like that early because. Let's just say you get an injury or the Celtics lose tonight. That's that's kind of a game changer. So, and it's not too much different from the plus one ten. And I think I want to see where the market's going to take me. So, I don't really have any future. I, I guess if there's a if there's a future that you want to take, maybe you maybe you take Jason Tatum, um, Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Okay. Okay. And there's. There's one thing you can't really cap when going into these finals, if it is Boston and, and Golden State, and that's experience. Yeah. How, how concerned are you with this Celtics team? And I'm, I'm going through the list in my head. Is there any NBA champions on the Boston Celtics coming into see, the series? See, I, have to be, I have to be honest with you. I, I and there's always there's this misconception that the Warriors are this team with a lot of championship experience. But when you really look at the team, look who was on the team. Look who was on the team for the last championship or the last championship run. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Loon. Everybody mm-hmm. else is new. This Celtics team has been the this is their fourth Eastern Conference championship. That's true. So it's just like both teams, to me, they kind of measure up in experience. Like Jason Tatum's 23 years old. He's been to four Eastern Conference Finals. And he went to game seven with LeBron. So it's just like, it's tough for me to like put an experience gap on it where it's like you look at a guy like Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, before this year, he's he's playing well in the playoffs. He's only been in the playoffs once. Otto Porter has had some time in the postseason. Everybody else on the Warriors team are just basically kids. Well, when it comes down to matchups in that series, where where do you think the biggest mismatch is and why you like? I know you're, you're big on the wings here with, of course, yeah. Jason and Jalen, but I, I I fancy Clay's a fairly good defender still to this nah, day. I think, not, not, not anymore. I feel like he's got, he's got one more great finals defensive run in him. Not against Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Not I against- mean – all right. Well, I, I'm just I'm just sitting here. I'm 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 looking at this Boston team. I mean, this is uh, finally they they did it. They won two games in a row, but they've they've been I don't know I don't want to say inconsistent. They, they have, but they've been a little tough to cap. I'm four and one against the spread in that Heat series. I, I'm I'm fortunate to be here, but I'm still concerned about the inconsistency. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde team. You don't know what yeah. you're getting. They, they, they re- but you know what it is? I think part of that is the way the Miami Heat make you look. That's true. Well, I, let me bring it back to this Warriors-Mavs mm-hmm. series tonight because you're you're the king of totals, and 
Uh, I got a couple betting trends here. Overs 14 and 6 in the last 20 between these two. And last time they were at the Chase Center, they pumped out 243 combined points. That closing total is right where it is tonight at 215 and a half. They, they cleared that by 27 and a half. They're putting up more points in the second half than the first. And I also know you're big on pace. The pace was picked up last game in yeah. Dallas. Since this is a large number, you like the dubs. Do you have a strong lean on the total tonight? I like the over. Um, and, uh, and the big reason why is, like I think we spoke about earlier, is that the, the recipe for the Mavericks to win a game is to hit 23s. We know they're going to be launching from three. Um, Latin, like you mentioned it like before, the pace picked up in the last game. So from game three, I think game three had a pace of 86 possessions. Game five, four had a pace of 95. So I think the one thing we saw in the last game is that the Mavericks made a conscious effort to – run in transition and try to get easy baskets. And I just think the Warriors, to me, they're still hitting 50. They're still hitting, shooting almost 60% from, from two. So I, I just think we got to over here. 215 just feels a little bit low, especially if the Mavericks shoot their their season and their playoff averages from three. Any player props you're dialing in on tonight? Um, I don't have any playoff props. I, I definitely like that over, though. Um. I definitely like that over my, my colleague actually likes um, he likes the Warriors third quarter. He's been playing that like all the time. So, <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing that's fascinating in that potential finals matchup is the the defensive adjustments and the halftime adjustments we're seeing with this Warriors team. I mean, they've been money in the third quarter well past just this playoffs. You see pretty solid adjustments in Boston as well from a coaching perspective. Do you give the edge to Kerr over Eman? Yeah, I, I think you definitely got to give the edge to Kerr. I mean, he's been here. That's that's where the championship experience kind of weighs out. It's just because I think, and we're seeing it with this Maverick series, they've seen just about every single thing that you can possibly throw at Steph Curry. They've seen every possible thing. They've seen every possible offense. So it's just like when you look at Luka, they're defending him in ways that they defended James Harden. Um, they just ha they just have an arsenal of things that they can throw at you. So I think Kerr definitely has the advantage, but you can't count on Ime. I mean, like he's he's done a tremendous job with this group. So I, that is that is an interesting takeaway in terms of how they're guarding Luca. Do you feel like that might be a similar game plan for the Warriors against Tatum? Let him eat and make the other players beat them. Um, I think I think the thing with Tatum is that he's not he doesn't play in that that kind of heliocentric offense the way Luca or James Harden or LeBron does. Like with with those three guys, they basically say, you know what, give them the ball. Nobody else is really gonna touch it. We're gonna do everything. We're gonna set the table, we're gonna score, we're gonna create for everybody. Whereas just with the offense, the the, the Celtics, it's it's a lot more like you got Robert Williams creating at times you got Horford creating at times you got Brown you got smart playing point guard so it's not it's kind of not the same thing what's something you've learned from a betting perspective you know you've been betting on the NBA playoffs for years here is there anything that you learned that was new in this playoffs I mean we've seen blowouts of course but anything else on the market that it's taught you game to game series to series um I'm trying to think if there's anything I learned this year. I think um, – I don't know if we discussed this before, but, like, that game – fading teams off of game seven. Like, that's, I mean, that's been one of my biggest 
that's been one of my biggest money makers over the years. Um, and you saw it with these two teams coming into this season, um, this series. The Mavericks and the Celtics both came off game seven. They both lost. That's you, you fade those teams, you're hitting 61% of the time. So if this Celtics series, if the Celtics somehow push it to if the Heat can somehow push it to seven, I mean, you definitely want to fade the Celtics in game one next week. Um I think I think the biggest thing that I've learned is you really got to look at things matchup to matchup. And I, I just I kind of got caught up with the Mavericks. Um, because I liked them so much against the Suns, and I didn't look at how they would defend all the the off ball cuts and the movement of the Warriors, and I think I got caught up there. So that was my biggest mistake in this postseason. And just in conclusion, you got the Celtics, you got the Warriors, of course, tonight, mm-hmm. tomorrow, or tonight rather, yeah, and. You going with Jason Tatum MVP? Yeah, I think you got to go that direction. I, I think he's been the guy. I mean, my coworker actually took um, my coworker took Jalen Brown at plus eight hundred to win MV- Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Um, he's nice. down to yeah, he's down to plus one fifty five now. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be one of those two guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like if I had to give out some, like I personally don't have anything on it, but if I had to give out. Sultan, it'd be one of those two guys to win MVP. Is there any chance that the Heat can push it to seven? Actually, it just moved as we speak down to eight and a half here, plus 320 on the money line. The over-unders finally dropped a little bit and corrected. We saw three overs and two unders thus far. If they have a chance, for anyone out there, how could you convince betters to take that eight and a half and send it back to South Beach? You're going to need... Look, it's, it's predicated on Tyler Hero coming back. If Tyler Hero doesn't come back, they don't have a shot. They're drawing dead. They just don't have enough offensively. Um, and it, I also think that they're going to have to – they're going to have to remove Kyle Lowry from the starting lineup. I love Kyle Lowry to death. He's a Philly guy, Villanova. He's been one of my favorite players. They got to remove him from the starting line. He's not. He's not playing well at all. And then Max what's happening with him? I mean, it's, no points. He's coming off a hamstring in, injury. Like that's straight up what it is. Like, like he's coming off a hamstring injury. Coming off a hamstring injury, he's never really found his rhythm. He's been banged up in and out of the lineup all year long. And then you throw him into a playoff series against the best defense in the league. And, and that's kind of what it is. And then Max Struess. I mean, he could shoot better than how he's been shooting. So, honestly, I, I think I think the Celtics win this. Like I said before, Game Five, the Celtics were to play in Game Six, whether they won or lose, won or lost, and I, I still think that. I mean, it's tough to lay eight and a half though, but I think the Celtics get it done. All right, my man. I appreciate you coming on, chopping it up as always. Raheem Palmer on Action Network. Phenomenal write-ups. Great insight. Follow him on Twitter as well. We'll see you on the other side, my friend. You got Celtics. I got Warriors. I'm terrified because I hate to fade you because you're the best of the biz. I appreciate you coming on as always, man. No doubt. It's always a pleasure, man. Better, man.
the volume.